This episode is brought to you in part by Thomas Nelson, publisher of But God Can, How to Stop Striving and Live Purposefully and Abundantly, written and narrated by Becky Kaiser and is available everywhere audiobooks are sold. Welcome back to the Build a Better Us podcast. The president of Build a Better Us, B.J. Thompson, and licensed therapist John J.P. Parker are about to discuss spiritual, relational, and personal development from a refreshing perspective. Be sure to stay tuned to the end to find out how you can become a part of the BBU Nation. But for now, we hope you enjoyed this conversation with B.J. and J.P. We out here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We trying to make things happen. Yeah. Uh, we were sitting back thinking, how can we help the people alleviate the fake? Yeah. How can we help the people get rid of the shenanigans that happen in their life, right? To build on uh, a solid foundation to help them get rid of, I mean, all I have is the fake, man. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I don't yeah. have a better, you know, a better way of putting things yeah. so that they can have a real authentic life. Yeah, so no, so last year, Cardi B, 2017, Cardi B yeah. had one of the hottest songs yeah. um, in the nation. If you haven't heard it, listen to the edited version, of course. <laughs> and um, yeah, she has a line. Yeah. And, and really her song really just encapsulates the idea that um, as an entrepreneur, businesswoman, that she's learned in a lot of ways that she has to control the amount of things that are fake. And yeah. so JP and I were just talking about that and how... The truism of that, it transcends into the rest of our life. And then a lot of times, being young and naive, mm-hmm. the fake, you didn't know was fake. Right, right. You thought the fake was good or yeah. beneficial. And and taking it to from a health perspective, the importance of knowing what's fake mm-hmm. and what's good and nutritious mm-hmm. for growth. And yeah. so we're just talking about what it means to have the Cardi B effect if you, yeah. if you take the transcending principle. Yes, yes. The principle. The principle. The principle. The delivery right? and the contents might have been a little. principle. You know what I'm saying? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think about growing up. I, I don't know if you grew up with this. Did you grow up with Jungle Juice? Uh well the the teenage jungle juice like with the alcohol in it no 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 okay the jungle juice okay. that they sold at the corner store yeah so that's a little different yeah so it's different <laughs> okay all right but I so I might, we might have had something yeah so yeah. when I was growing up we had this thing called jungle juice yeah. jungle juice came in a pint like a little milk mm-hmm. cart like mm-hmm. you know the large yeah, yeah. milk cart like mm. the, you know the one fourth of a gallon yeah. joint right you okay. get for like fifty cent mm, that's a win yeah it is a win until you reading it. <laughs> And, you know, because kids were going every day to get yeah. jungle juice. Yeah. It's like you get a little Debbie cake mm-hmm. and you get a jungle juice. Under right? a dollar. Under a dollar. You're winning. And then you can catch the bus <laughs> at the same time, right? One day I remember glancing down, mm-hmm. looking at the ingredients. Because, you know, they had strawberry, they had grape, mm-hmm. they had orange, all different things. And I'll never forget one day looking down and it had in big bright words, contained 0% fruit juice. And I thought, wow, <laughs> this is a lot of juice uh-huh. and 0% of it is actual juice. Now, listen, no, bro, listen. <laughs> so the people, I used to play football yeah. in Dallas. Uh, wasn't great. Rode yeah. the bench. Yeah, it's all right. But my life turned out yeah. to be well anyway, yeah. it was right? Like lessons you learned. Yeah, I learned a lot right, of lessons, right? right, right? right, right. right? But people would drink jungle juice before going to football practice. Mm-hmm. And so you had kids. The afternoon snack was a little Debbie cake, yeah. chips, 
and a jungle juice. Okay. And it without fail. Yeah. You see guys get out on the field, yeah. run really hard, yeah. work their body, yeah. and get sick and potentially throw up. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. We had something accessible to mm-hmm. us mm-hmm. that everyone around us was consuming, mm-hmm. but it was not beneficial mm-hmm. to us. Yeah. It was the fake yeah. that needed to go out of our lives. Yeah. And so that's one of my first encounters yeah. with the fake uh, yeah. was the jungle juice. What's one of your first encounters with the fake? <sighs> Probably came in the form of people. Right. So I grew up in SoCal, right? The land of Hollywood, right? It didn't matter how far east or west or north or south you were, some way or another, you were infiltrated by people that pretended to have your back, to be friends, to, I don't know, just care about you. Frenemies. Frenemies, right? To an extent, right? Um, But it was more so like, even when it came to like, Girls, right? You know what I mean? Like, hey, if you don't look a certain way, if you don't have an escrow, like, you know, that that's still that a was big, a big deal. It's still a big deal. People still yeah, rocking escrow. I, I saw a guy last time. Honestly, mm-hmm. when I, last time I went to Hollywood, yeah. someone had a Jerry curl, Bruh. not okay. an S curl. Dang, he's a Jerry curl. All right, he's just all the way in. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm yeah, so yeah. it's 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 transformed now. You get the now you're getting the, the the fluffy ones like Odell Beckham. So that's still a. I don't think that it maybe it's his natural hair, but I know a lot of dudes yeah, that have that, that fluffy. You know what I'm saying? That ain't that ain't. Anyway, I won't go disparage ODB or whatever his name is. Yeah. Um. So the thing is, growing up in that environment. I I met a lot of people that who my mom told me like everybody that's your friend ain't really your friend. Everybody yeah. that's around you don't really like you because yeah. people like you. And so if people don't like you, people are like, yo, what's wrong with you? Because JP's cool and you don't like him, so it must be wrong with you. Yeah. So those people that are out in those fringes will pretend to be your friend and yeah, pretend friends. to like you so that they won't be an outcast within the social group. So my first experience is realizing like, yo, I would be around people and as long as I was making them laugh or they felt comfortable and I wasn't, their girls' friends didn't like me or whatever, we was cool. The day I realized people really didn't like me and didn't say that they didn't like me was a dude that I, I was bullying back then, right? You were bullying? This, I was, I'm probably five feet nothing. This dude is twice my size, twice my height. But for some reason, me and my homeboy that was about my size too used to bother him and his cousin, like bully, like bully, bully. Like, okay. Doing stuff that I can't mention. This is not an endorsement for bullying. Not at all. But we are just soberly reflecting. Yeah, but I got mine. So this is how this thing works, right? (laughs) So one day my homeboy moves away. So me and him can't verbally harass this dude anymore, right? So I'm thinking it's still cool. So he he walked up to me one day in the gym, in the locker room, right? And you remember those little benches that used the little hardwood benches that go the length of the locker room? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm standing on top of this dude and I'm still not eye to eye to this guy. So that's how much bigger he is than me. And I'm talking trash, blah, 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 blah. And I think he realized, oh, wait, you know what? I don't have to take this anymore. <laughs> I don't know what went off in his mind. I don't know what clicked for him. But he's like, this little fool. like." So he shoves me off the bench. See, it was when you stood up. You should have never stood you up. Never stood. <laughs> you should have never stood up on top of the bleachers and still not be tall enough. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever happened, it clicked for him. He pushed me. And when I hit the ground, I looked like a chalk outline. Like, I was in pain. Like, the inside of my knee hit the ground. My side of my face. I'm like, bruh, oh, wait, this is real. This dude's about to kill me. So I hop up, and I'm limping away. And I'm like, yo, I got to get out of this locker room. All you hear is these dudes like, nah, let him get him. Let him get him. He always talking that trash anyway. Blah, 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 blah. So I'm hearing all these people that I thought were my friends, longer story short, realizing they weren't my friends when my back was against the wall and when I needed some help, they were just pretending for whatever reason to like me. And now it was a time for me to get mine, to get got. And none of them came to my rescue. 
It, worked. it wasn't real, bro. Uh, but I thought hey, we was all good. We thought it was good. We thought it was good. Yeah, I think the form of discovering something is fake. Or I would just, let me just couch it in this. Something may not be as healthy or mm. beneficial. You know, the, at the Build a Better Us podcast, our job is to help you grow up, mm. um, allow um, that to set in. And, and I think in a lot of ways, we don't know something is fake, mm-hmm. not necessarily because we haven't seen it now work. Mm-hmm. I think part of it is we just haven't admitted the truth about where it's at. Like mm-hmm. we've seen signs. Yeah. So people see signs that the relationship is dysfunctional, mm-hmm. but they ignore them. People see signs that, man, maybe it's time for them to go back to school, but they ignore them. Yeah. People get signs that, you know, maybe it's time to move on from this certain place yeah. or a certain circle. But it's so hard admitting the yeah. truth yeah. about the situation, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Talk to us about that, man. Why is it so hard to be honest with yourself mm. about maybe this isn't working out? Yeah, or, yeah. you know, is it that we need to just readjust ourselves? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, what do you think about that? Why is it so hard to be honest yeah. about your current state? Real quick, because, you know, I can go on for days, right? I, yes. So, but the two quickest things is one, I'll give them to you, then I'll break them down. Is one, people don't want to fail. And they don't want to be seen as a failure. So if you're holding on to a relationship that doesn't work, you don't want to be, oh, your ex-boyfriend, oh, your ex-girlfriend, oh, y'all didn't work. Oh, what's wrong with y'all? What's wrong with him? You know what I'm saying? So they want to put on the facade that everything is all good and they'll ride that out until it just can't be done anymore, right? Um, and I think the other thing is people want things to succeed or to be beneficial or to be good or to go well regardless of the truth of the matter, mm. regardless of the facts. So then again, it's about fake and facade, right? Mm. Right? So if I, if I am in a position where... I see the effects that this food is having on my body, but oh, it must be something else. Or I just need to do this or I'll get back in the gym tomorrow. No, like like you could just be eating the wrong things and you can still go to the gym and your body can still be responding the way it's responding by gaining weight, high blood pressure, uh, diabetes, you know, all these different things or whatever. Mm. Um, but we don't want to give up that thing yeah. that tastes so good, that yeah. feels so good, that brings me comfort, that's whatever, because we'll figure out something else. Right. Yeah. We'll get rid of something else or I'll stop doing something else. And then you know, on the other aspect of the psychology of not wanting to be seen and deemed a failure is we'll hold on to these things that are clearly not good, clearly not working, whether it's being in a place of uh, stagnant spiritual growth and development, mm-hmm. whether it's uh, making bad money investments. So I'm going to keep putting this money into this business because this business is going to work. Maybe it's you. Maybe mm. you don't have the right business model. Maybe you don't have the right business partners. Maybe this isn't something that you need to do as a self-employment means. Maybe you need to work for somebody and learn the game first. You know, but we have so much pride in us that we want this thing to work. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Instead of just seeing it for what it is. Yeah, I think it's <clears throat> admitting is so scary, man. Yeah. It, it's, it's scary to admit mm. I'm feeling as a husband. Mm-hmm. Right, I mean, yeah. you know, I think part of the the reason why is there's things that people assume you just should be good at, <laughs> right? Yeah. And yeah. when you you start getting painfully mm-hmm. honest and say, "Man, I am, I'm not doing well as a parent right mm-hmm. now. My parenting is terrible." It it really does prompt the cognitive dissonance mm-hmm. in us, right? It's yeah. like what we believe about ourselves yeah. and what's actually happening isn't true. Mm-hmm. And to admit it would be something much more painful that we don't, we're not living up to our values. And so I think part of the reason why we can't just say, hey, this place where, you know, I'm worshiping isn't healthy for me Mm -hmm. this season. Or, man, this relationship, this dating relationship Mm -hmm. isn't good or needs to change dramatically. Or, man, the way we invest money needs to be rethought or reconsidered or my diet needs to change. Is because we have ideas about ourselves 
And if we're to admit those things, we'd also be admitting that we're not living up to what we say we believe yeah. about something. Yeah. And so I think that is the first step, though, mm-hmm. is being able to say painfully, mm-hmm. I am not in a good place in this area. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that I'm not that I'm not in a in a poor place in other every other aspect, yeah. but in this area, I need to grow and I need to be honest about it. Yeah. And so, yeah, so so admitting where we are. Yeah. How do we move to something authentic? Well, let's look at the places or the institutions or whatever that are doing this well, right? And so let's look at workplaces who have things in place where if you're not doing your best job, you have a peer review or something mm-hmm. in place so that you say, hey, I'm the supervisor over these people. The work's not getting done. People aren't encouraged to be here. Nobody's excited about my leadership, Sal. Mm-hmm. Help me do something different. Mm-hmm. And somebody with some more wisdom, some more, maybe some more experience or whatever, say, oh, okay, cool. Now that you've admitted or you know what you're doing wrong or you yeah. see what the problem is, let this troubleshoot how this works. Problems get solved. Things get better. Churches, spiritual institutions. Oh, hey, I like to do things that I shouldn't do. There's some secret sins that I don't tell anybody about, and I never get over this, and I'll be dealing with this for 50 years. Yeah. Why does this happen? Because this person doesn't feel comfortable to confess their faults, to confess their sins, and get this monkey off their back. So that so the institutions where this works well is where you have authentic relationships, uh, where you have places where you can say, I am failing at this, where, hey, I'm still watching this pornography. Hey, I'm still talking crazy to my wife. Hey, I'm still frustrated with my kids. If you don't have an outlet, to grow and develop, to tell the truth, to be honest, to be able to put all your cards on the table, you're not going to be able to be in a place of authenticity, right? Until you're in a place where, oh, even with your, you go to the gym, right? People go to the gym. They have these personal trainers. Personal trainers ask them, what are you doing? How do you eat? Da, da, da. And then they lie. And they lie. They lie. People go to the doctor. Right, right. Go to the doctor. You lie to the, I'm a therapist and people lie to me in my face. I'm like, yo, you're lying. And as a therapist, you're coming to pay me to lie to me. For, what, for why? Hey. For what? Got to feel better by myself. Got to keep something for myself. <laughs> <laughs> right? At least this one something. guy that I talked to yeah. that I can convince him that everything is okay. So, I can, so, so again, you in order to move to, the, uh, to that authentic place, you have to have uh, transparency with yourself, That's good. with someone else, and yeah. be able to uh, go take the blows that, that strikes your ego, that strikes your pride to saying, hey, you're not doing right, you're not doing well. You know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so basically, moving to something authentic means you have to have the feeling that it's safe to be admit where you are, yeah. that you will not be alienated, mm-hmm. ostracized, turned out. Man, I think what you're, the point that you're making is so powerful mm-hmm. because too often, we don't make it safe for people to be truthful. Yeah. And what I would say is, when I notice that an institution mm-hmm. or a culture or a community isn't safe in that way, two things are either happening. One, there is a hierarchy of Mm self-righteousness that has groomed to the top Mm -hmm. that says that in order to be seen as healthy, you have the least amount of faults, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two, the other thing is happening is there is a, a, a unspoken thing that says, I haven't had enough experience Mm -hmm. To see what's big issues. You know, one of the the greatest things about being around older people is they don't freak out about Mm -hmm. certain things Mm -hmm. because they've seen hundreds, if not thousands of situations over a span of 50 years, over a span of 70 years. Mm -hmm. And so they're not so quick to go crazy Mm -hmm. when you admit certain things because they've been around the block and some, Mm -hmm. right? And Mm so to me, what's indicative of seasoned leadership mm-hmm. in whatever, both a business environment, a faith environment, family environment, mm-hmm. you know, even with parents, mm-hmm. 
is the fact that you don't freak out when people are truthful and transparent about where they're at Mm -hmm. and you're still able to relate to them. And then here's what I would say as a kicker, because you yourself still have similar dysfunction living within you. Come on, self-righteous, man. Let's not do this. I think that's what Mm -hmm. kills Mm self-righteousness is when you realize you are that same person. (laughs) But for I. (laughs) Yeah, but just in a different place. And so moving to authenticity... Mm Sometimes it means getting yourself out of the environment where you have the tendency to lie about who you are, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Again, there is a culture of transparency that I believe can be unhelpful mm-hmm. because it overshares. Yeah, yeah. And with no desire to create mm-hmm. transformation. Mm-hmm. But there's also a self-righteous culture that exists mm-hmm. that we see in all kinds of industries yeah. that doesn't allow you to share truthfully and transparently mm-hmm. Otherwise, we're going to take something from you in those particular things. And so that's what I would say in terms of moving towards the authentic. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it hinges on fear. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? We fear people. Mm -hmm. Man, that... That idea of social pressure is is probably bigger than what we were willing to admit. We fear the way people think about us. We fear their opinions. Mm -hmm. We, We fear what they... They feel, how do you begin to overcome fear? Or what was the time you felt like, man, I overcame this fear, mm-hmm. but it really gripped me in order for me to move out of something fake. So what, what's the time that you see? Uh, I think the, we talked about it before, and there's certain phases, you know, in life and certain things happen, but I think the, I can't put an exact like year in life or yeah. age I was, yeah, but yeah. I, I think when my mindset went from, oh, I have to please people to, oh, I have to live with myself. Mm. When that light switch flicked, I was like, oh, shoot, I can front for the people. I can pretend all day. I can act like this, 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 nothing, but I have to go home with myself at night. Wow. I have to sit in my own stuff. I have to be real with me. And when I can't be real with myself and I hate everything that I'm about, ouch. And I do remember there was a time where when I first became a, a, a follower of the teachings of Jesus Christ, I'm y'all can keep the Christian model. I, I, I like this. I'm a follower of the teachings of Jesus Christ. Yeah, right? That's where I am now. Um, there was a point in that early on, it's been about 20 years, so maybe about year five, right? I was in a relationship that I shouldn't have been in at a church that I probably shouldn't have been at, but God was still faithful to help me do what He need, what I needed to do to grow and develop. And I'm in the pulpit every Sunday. I'm a minister and grooming, maybe take over the church one day, leading the, the, the mind group. Like, why am I leading the mind group? But, yeah, you know, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're black, you can lead the mind group. Right, right, right. If you're not black, you never seen the mind They're group. They're like, what is it, the silent prophets? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so it's one of those things where because I'm young, I'm functional, doing all these things, got a good education, you should be able to do all these different things. But I, this relationship that I was in, was because of having to hide. You can't have a girlfriend at the church. It was. It just became unhealthy and and wasn't good for my spiritual growth. And every Sunday, I would get up there, do my thing, and I would get you home. Mom, yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> Solid prophet. That's right. it, bro. I, I would get home and be miserable on the inside for like three years because I know that this. Mm. And it wasn't like my overall lifestyle. It's just this one particular area with this one particular girl doing these things that I shouldn't have no business doing that are contrary to the things that I'm preaching, things that I'm teaching, the things that I'm reading in the word. Though for that time period, when that finally got broken, I said, I will never be in that place again in my life Mm. where I believe something, I'm teaching something, I'm saying something, but I got this speck in this corner in this area over here 
that I'm not willing to either get rid of, to be transparent with, to 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 discontinue doing or whatever the case may be, because I know I can't sleep at night. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah. And it's like, yo, like yeah. people can do that. People can like like fake and fraud in front and sleep well. Yeah. Like babies. But they won't be whole. They won't they won't yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. So oh, you no, won't be sure. whole. Yeah, 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 yeah. You won't be whole. Yeah. So you can fake in yeah. front, but you won't be whole. Sure and, and the goal of the podcast is to help people become whole. Yeah. It's imperfect people doing extraordinary things. Yeah. And I think in a lot of ways, I, I totally agree with you. This idea of living with me, yeah. right? I started realizing I have to live with me. Yeah. I, I'm not just a part of certain structures and systems. I need to be able to say, I believe that I'm in the healthiest place I could be in this season yeah. of life. Yeah. You know, no matter what that is, no yeah. matter what that age is, no matter what that experience is, I believe that I am exercising integrity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I've had a few moments like this. There's been a few job situations. Mm -hmm. I knew it was up. Mm -hmm. I knew it. It's done. It was done. And I said, man, I'm just going to stay here Mm -hmm. to pay this bill, Mm -hmm. to do this. But every day I would wince Mm -hmm. at the idea of being asked to do something else. I was very miserable. Mm -hmm. Now, again, there was a time before that, though, Mm -hmm. I did my work with joy. I enjoyed what I was doing. But I think it brings us to the next point. I didn't know why I was doing it anymore. Mm -hmm. I had hit a point Mm -hmm. where I no longer knew why I was doing Mm -hmm. what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And I think that's another point for us is knowing your why. Mm -hmm. Why are you doing it? If you don't have a clear explanation as a working adult, right, as to why you're doing something, you're going to find yourself over time having a midlife crisis. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> or quarter life crisis. Or quarter life crisis. Yeah, man. Right. Yeah. Because you have found yourself giving to things. Mm-hmm. And then you look over the time of 5, 10, mm-hmm. 15, 20 years mm-hmm. 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 of space. And you don't believe you have anything to show for it beyond the fact that you were there. Mm-hmm. You were consistent. And a whole. Yeah. How would you encourage people to find their why? I think that the first process of it is questioning the culture. Uh, right? the, the reason why people don't quit their jobs or move on to another job, and I'm not saying quit a job without having a new job, that's right? right? But once you realize this is dead, you don't move on because you don't question. You're just like, oh, well, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is why you know I'm here, and this has been great for this amount of time. But people don't. You go. You you grow and you go, right? Yeah, yeah. And so if you don't have a consistent lifestyle where you're checking in with the culture of the business, with the spiritual institution, with your, you know your spousal situation, if you don't like, yo, are we doing things well? Is this good? Is this good for the family? Is this good for the kids? Like you have to question the culture and make sure the culture is not informing you. As individuals, we have to inform the culture, right? And we have to say, hey, we make the rules, we set the standards, we set the trends. And sometimes culture can affect us. If you're at work and you're late every day and you need to be on time, everybody else is on time. Be on time to work. You need to be on time, right? You know what I'm saying? So you can't. But I think you have to be introspective, see what the bigger picture is, what's going on around you, make sure that's not toxic, make sure it's healthy. And if it's it's toxic, you evaluate and do something different. Um, And then on the other end of knowing your why is really being, again, to to yourself. Yeah. Are you doing this to please someone else? Are you doing this because this is somebody somebody else's idea of what's a good idea? Um, are you doing this because it just pays the bills, right? And so all of these things, if you're not having an authentic relationship with whatever it is you're doing, yeah. work, spiritual life, family life, whatever, you're going to be miserable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think another way to know that your why is running out mm-hmm. is you no longer experience life doing that thing. Yeah. You're giving yourself fully to it and it isn't growing anymore. Mm-hmm. 
you know, there's nothing worse than being fully invested into something. Mm-hmm. And at a certain point, it was great for you. Yeah. But not having the courage to admit, mm-hmm. I'm doing the same things and it's no longer yielding yeah. fruit. Yeah. Sometimes you've gotten all you can get yeah. out of a season yeah. and a situation. And it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with that thing. And so yeah. one of the caveats I'd like to say to our listeners is like, it doesn't mean that that thing changed. Mm-hmm. It just means that you changed. Right, yeah, yeah. And you're the only person that can admit that yeah. to you, yeah. right? There's yeah. no one else can say, I have come to the place mm-hmm. to where I have, um, this, this is no longer can be primary in my life, mm-hmm. right? And so I would say knowing the why really allows you the courage and the fuel when things get difficult and new habits. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things I was sharing with JP offline was, I'm changing my diet. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting because, man, I want to just go pick up a pizza. <laughs> right, <laughs> I just right. want to go, yeah. you know, stop at, you know, said fast food mm-hmm. place. I, I, I want to just go do that because when I get hungry, mm-hmm. it's much more challenging to yeah. go find things that are consistent with my diet. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. But because I know my why, my why is... Man, I want my body to be detoxed. Yeah. My why is I don't want to develop cancers. Mm-hmm. My why is I want my blood pressure to work in a certain way and my mm-hmm. organs to function a certain way. Yeah. And I want my bowel system and my intestines to be, you know, in a certain acidity. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I can take the momentary sacrifice or discomfort yeah. Yeah. because I'm certain of my why. Mm-hmm. And so what I would say is when you're not certain of your why, the means of something new will always become inconvenient. Yeah. Um, there'll always be something you you, you want to put off. Mm-hmm. But when you know your why, it allows you to embrace the discomfort mm-hmm. as a part of that journey. So again, if you're listening, don't hear discomfort mm-hmm. as saying that's fake, mm-hmm. right? I think that's easy as a novice to believe. Oh, it's uncomfortable. It must be fake. Mm-hmm. No, your why is the thing that informs what's going to be why you're doing what you're doing, mm-hmm. even when you do experience a discomfort. Yeah. So, and you have to hold on to that when you're experiencing the discomfort, right? It's like, hey, uh, a woman giving birth. Hey, most women just don't give up and be like, all right, well, I'm gonna just go back to the house. Yeah, 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 you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Like, yeah, yo, yeah. I'm trying to deliver this baby. That's the why, right? The why. I want this baby to get out of me and I want it to come into this world, right? And why. so, if you experience the pains, if you're experiencing the discomfort, if you're experiencing the fear of the unknown, you're gonna stop. If you're not convinced that your why is important Good. and that you need to push past that. Good. I'm not a woman, so hopefully women don't feel like I butchered the whole yeah, birthing you, process. You probably sound like you but, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying there's, I, yeah. I haven't you met Make sure one. you hit him up at C. John Roar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I, just, I haven't seen a woman just be like, all right, I'm going to go home. Like, they got to finish it up, right? You know what I'm yeah. saying? So it's, it's important. And I think that, again, you know, and all these things that we're saying, all these things that we're talking about, if you're not sure... If you're not, your foundation isn't solid. Yeah. If you're wavering, yeah, it's it's going to be easy to give up when 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 the why why am I doing my why yeah. comes to your mind, you yeah, know, and you, you you can't do that. So let's get some practical yeah. things that people can do. One, inform yourself in new ways. Mm-hmm. I think uh, many of us are intuitively thinking about things. We're not being informed yeah. and intentionally moving into those new habits. And so getting ready to fake in your life will mean you reading, yeah. you learning, you you rediscovering an aspect of your life, mm-hmm. right? And so. One, learn and inform that that journey. Mm-hmm. Two, build in some new routines that reflect your new whys. Mm-hmm. You know, people are always saying, new year, new me, but there's no new routine. <laughs> so it's the same old you all right. the time. Yeah. And so what I would say is, 
build a new routine. Mm-hmm. Say, man, if I want to see this area of my life mm-hmm. change, it won't be this huge overnight thing. It'll be slow, incremental, mm-hmm. consistent of something that a habit, a new habit that I built in. And so those are two. Uh, well, I'll give you one more. Mm-hmm. Find someone else who's on a similar journey mm-hmm. and partner with them. I think there's nothing more dangerous than to have to go on a journey by yourself. Mm-hmm. Right, right. right? Yeah. And it's you're usually not only by yourself for a right. long time because mm-hmm. it's hard to do things by yourself. Yeah. But find people who are on that journey in that area of life and then join them along with it. Yeah. So notice your environment. Be mindful in your environment. And if it's not working, change your environment. Mm. And I'm, again, this is not leave your wife. This is not, there you know you what I'm saying? Stop taking care of your don't kids. Leave your, right? Don't leave your family. Go ahead. <laughs> or your husband or you know whoever's listening. It's more about, hey, if I'm trying to, if I feel like I'm spiritually stagnant, I'm not growing. Maybe I've outgrown this particular thing that I'm doing. That environment needs to change, right? Not just jump out there and just do reckless stuff. Like be, you know, informed, be uh, intentional. Yeah. Uh, but it might need to change. If I am trying to plan for my future um, and I have my money in this certain institution and it's not my money's not growing, I need to change that environment. I need to yeah. get a new bank. I need to get a new banker. I need yeah. to get a new investor. Yeah. If I'm not seeing the dividends of me paying this person X amount of dollars every week to get me healthy or help me be healthy, if I'm not seeing it, I need to change that environment, right? I need to do something different. I need to get a new trainer, yeah. right? And so you have to be intentional about making sure that what your, you know, what your, your goals or what you're trying to accomplish, what you're trying to achieve um, is being achieved. Most of the time, the environment, who you're around, who you're with, like you said, t- taking somebody that's with you. Mm. When I'm saying my environment, it's bigger than just that one person. It's, is this whole thing toxic? Yeah, 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 yeah. Is this whole institution not working? Is this whole thing that I'm putting all my time and investment and energy into not beneficial? Yeah. And if it's not, it's time to go. Yeah. It's called right. a return on investment. And you are your greatest yeah, <laughs> ROI. <laughs> yeah. You are your greatest ROI. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, and if you need some help with that, John and I would love to do that. You can hit me up at BJ116 mm-hmm. and we'd love to set up a free consultation. I'm a life coach, have helped tons of people and I have a fun clientele right now. Yeah. I'm kind of involved in that. And how can they reach you, JP? Uh, C. John Roar, S-E-E-J-O-N. R-O-A-R that you find me I mean even if you're on PS4 you can find me on yeah, there yeah, that's, he's my, on it right that's my handle <laughs> yeah yeah. and our aim is simply to help you become a better you so that we can become a better us make sure you like us on Facebook you can hit us up at BBU Social on Instagram and also go to buildabetterus.com um, and check out our updates thank you for tuning in to the Build a Better Us podcast don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes SoundCloud, or wherever podcasts are played. You too can become a part of the BBU Nation today by continuing these discussions on social media. Be sure to go like our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter at Build a Better Us, and on Instagram at BBU Social. To keep up with other exciting events and resources, visit our website at buildabetterus.com. On behalf of the entire BBU team, we'll see you next time on the Build a Better Us podcast. This episode was brought to you in part by United We Pray. United We Pray is a podcast devoted to praying and thinking about racial strife, especially between Christians. Come join us in praying for the unity of God's people.